Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. I'm Dory, and I'm the owner of Rock the Next Stage, which is booking and mentoring, next stage entertainment, booking and management, and next stage drumming. Yes, I do a lot of drumming events, classes, workshops, lessons, etc. Today, you will be hearing 30 minutes of tips, musings, and motivation for the music community. I have with me all the way from Los Angeles. <laughs> it's early morning for him. It's afternoon for us. But we have Jordan Casty on the line, and he is with a band called $11 Bills, and he knows how to keep the fun in music. They have a really catchy single out that we'll be queuing up a little bit later so, that, so you can hear it. It's called Waves. Yes, we've got a whole summer vibe going on here because it is summer after all. Time to have fun. And it, it really is a, a very catchy tune that gives you the sense of going with the flow. Because in music and life, that's what it's all about, right? Jordan is a Berkeley grad from the Berkeley School of Music in Boston. And he has been in the music scene for quite a number of years. He's been out in L.A. for about three years now, I believe. And uh, the uh, single was produced in L.A. by multi-platinum songwriter and guitarist Jim Huff. It's co-written with BMI award-winning Danish songwriter, I hope I get this name right, Rune Westberg, and it's definitely sure to be a chart topper. So you'll tune in uh, and stick with us here right about the middle of the podcast. You'll hear more about it. And first, I have to make sure that Jordan is there. Are you there? Hi, Dory. Great to be here. Yes, thanks for joining us. Sorry for waking you up so early. I hope you have a cup of coffee with you or your favorite oh, beverage. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we had a gig last night, so I got about three cups of coffee with me. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. There you go. So you're out in sunny L.A., and I'm out in sunny and very, very hot Raleigh, North Carolina. And hey. uh, both places have a pretty, pretty vibrant music scene. So you've been keeping pretty busy, I see, from your website. You've got lots of shows lined up this summer. Good, good. Absolutely. Yeah, we're really psyched. I mean, that's our favorite thing to do is get out on stage and play for the people. So uh, life's good. Yeah, you really look like a band that likes to have fun. I checked out the videos of some of your other social media stuff there, so good for you. I have a question for you, though. There's yeah. got to be a story behind the band name, $11 Bills, right? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. it? well, well, it's uh, it's really an homage to who I think is the greatest songwriter to ever live, Mr. Bob Dylan. We, ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, we all love Bob Dylan, and um, and I remember in college, I really dove deep into his catalog, and... and uh, when I was trying to come up with a band name, we just started perusing his lyrics. You know, I know a lot of uh, a lot of my favorite bands have gotten their name from song titles of, of their heroes and, and lyrics of their heroes. So I just sort of stuck with that tradition and found a song called Subterranean Homesick Blues. And it's got a line mm-hmm. that says, the man in the coonskin cap in the pig pen wants $11 bills and you only got 10 and I just uh, I thought that $11 bill was kind of like a cool turn of phrase, kind of catchy, and it, it stuck around, you know. Cool. Okay. Well, now we know. Yeah, I remember that tune. So now how old were you when you started getting into music? 
Uh, well, I've been singing as long as I've been talking. It, it just came very naturally to me. But uh, <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> but in terms of uh, going professionally, uh, when I was, I think I wrote my first song when I was 16, and then uh, and then really got hooked and, and knew I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. So when when the time came to go to college, I I looked at only music schools and uh, Berkeley stuck out as my favorite and and I went there and ever since it's been going full speed ahead. Cool. Now, did you tap into their audit their summer auditions? I know that they hold those a lot uh, for scholarships did, uh, and things. Or yeah, I did a five day uh, guitar program with them over the summer before. It might have been. I don't think it was right before. I think it was two years before I attended and uh, I really loved it. And I loved that, that everyone was so passionate about their craft and really raising the bar on uh, the skill level you had to have. And it was an exciting environment for me. So I, I knew I had to go there. Cool. Yeah. I know we, we actually looked at the college because we have two kids who are now grown and gone, both very musical. And I saw that they had all these cool guest speakers like David Bowie and Billy Joel, and I thought, oh, my gosh, <laughs> how awesome is oh, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We had Paul Simon and James Taylor and John Mayer. They all came through, and I got to ask them questions just because I got in line at the mic, and, and it was unbelievable. And that's invaluable, and that is a, a, a good first tip. I always like to throw out a few tips for the listeners is don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't assume that you know everything because no matter how long you've been doing this, nobody knows everything, right? And that's how you learn and get better and tweak things. Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, when James Taylor was at Berkeley, I went up to the mic and I asked him what he thinks the role of music is in the world. And I was so excited to ask him and I was so and I and I practiced my wording the night before. I knew what I was going to say. And I got up to the mic and I asked him. And I got it out and then I totally blacked out. And I don't remember a thing he said. <laughs> like, yes, I finished it. And then forgot to listen to my hero tell me about the role of music in our lives. <laughs> it was probably a really good gem too, you know. <laughs> I know. God, I wish someone else had asked it. <laughs> So I could relax. <laughs> At least you didn't choke at the mic, right? At least you remember the question. Yeah, I nailed my performance, you know. <laughs> the, the audience got the benefit of the answer, so that's good. Yeah, it was and you sounded good because it was a know? great question. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, my way of giving back. <laughs> <laughs> that is too fun. Yeah, and you and I were talking before we went on, in fact, about how cool it is to be on stage and, and you know, you're giving it your all and to have, you know, somebody say after the show or maybe you'll see it on social media or maybe they'll contact you directly just to say what the impact was to them. And that, that's always so rewarding, I think, where you just think you're out there doing your thing and you have no idea of how it's touching and affecting other people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's two sides of the coin, right? You know, you're you're really doing it I mean the initial thing is just that it feels good for you right it's like oh this feels natural Mm -hmm. and it feels 
wonderful inside and, and it's igniting my spirit, but then it, it really enhances the lives of people all around you. And the more you start to feel that, the more, the more intense the passion becomes to do it like more and more in your life, I think in my life, at least. Uh, so I love hearing from fans and hearing from anybody who happens to see us in a bar or something. It's a real thrill. Definitely. And plus, especially if you're having a good time, it's going to be reflected in your stage presence, right? I I, I hate bands who take mm-hmm. the stage and they just stand there. I was like, okay, so we've got zero energy. <laughs> what are we, phoning yeah, it in real. tonight? Because <laughs> they don't realize, you don't know who's in the audience. And a lot of times I do go out and I might be screening bands for something specific that I'm looking for. It could be a festival. It could be something. I might be looking for a specific style, so that's why I went to that show. And, and yeah, they sounded great online, but in person, I'm thinking, oh, really? <laughs> Give yeah. us something here. <laughs> and and they're just kind of standing there like they're frozen in place. So you guys look like yeah, they're the jumping around and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, when I started playing percussion, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I played guitar and you know sang and wrote some tunes and stuff. I, mean, I always wanted to form an, an all-girl band. Never happened. But fast forward many years later, I finally got to do what I really wanted to do, which was play percussion and or drums. So I, I cool. got behind the percussion kit for the first time. Never had a single lesson, but I had the beats in me. And you know? I'm thinking, let's see how this girl goes in the auditioning. And, it was yeah. just like electricity. It went through my whole body. And it was like, yeah, so much energy. And my husband, who was running sound, mm-hmm. said, you better dial it back in the notch because you're the only one bouncing around when we were performing. <laughs> I, said, I don't know how you can take the stage and not want to dance around. I don't know. Especially if you're playing upbeat tunes where, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just super hyper and I can't stand still anyway. But I'm going to assume you take the stage, folks. Please show us a little energy. And if you've got a tune, a catchy yes. tune, like what we're going to cue up in a second, like waves, you know, you got to dance. you got to do something. Yeah, you got to right? show people how to have fun, you know. <laughs> a lot of people are they're all tensed up and, and they're being dragged down by their by different experiences that have happened to them or their work sucked that day or something, but... It's our job as music makers to lift their spirits, show them the way, have some right. fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we've got so much, um, you know, bad stuff happening, and that's all they show on the news. Heaven forbid they should show anything, you know, positive and upbeat. So you got people watching all that junk, and, and then do you have a lot of fans? I can't stand this. When you're on stage and they're looking at their phones. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, band is up there. So to be able to capture their attention, you know, you got the mic, so right. you got to capture their attention and make sure they're you're getting into the into it. So why don't you tell us what this tune "Waves" is all about? I think you know it's pretty self-explanatory, especially if you listen to the lyrics or see the video. But since I haven't queued it up yet, just kind of set it up for us. What were you thinking when you wrote sure. it? Sure. Well, it's a very natural segue from what we were just talking about because um, Waves is really just about 
converting whatever energy you're being pulled into, you know, whatever experiencing experience you're having, uh, maintaining your joy and celebration of life through that as, as you deal with those situations, remembering that life is meant to be enjoyed and meant to be celebrated in every situation and whatever challenges you're facing, knowing that they are making you better and you can have fun while you face them, you know, all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I always say life's short, might as well rock. (laughs) No doubt. With that note. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to see if uh, we can get this cheat up here. This is Wave by $11 Bill. So that was a clip. Folks, you can download that tune online. We've got you've got it on website billsbands.com and where else can they find it? It's everywhere music is sold. It's on iTunes All right. and Apple Music iTunes. and Spotify and Amazon and everything. Very cool. So I just hope you know this, Jordan. That's definitely screams placement possibility. <laughs> Um, wow, thank you. commercial. Yeah, no, I really seriously can see that on a commercial, especially the chorus and all. So, yeah, so Michael Stover from MTS Management. <laughs> a much shout out to Michael there for um, introducing us, and uh, maybe he can work on that for you. But anyway, yeah, seriously, yeah. it's uh, it's very catchy, and um, I can think of definitely different products and things that it would work with. So I'm always thinking... Cool. So cool. Like, tell us how you. That's you good to hear. Yeah, you never know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say the. You know, I don't tell everybody, but you know, some tunes you just know. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that's going to wind up in a commercial one day. Mark my words. 
So tell us really? how you went out, out in L.A. Yeah, you were in Chicago first, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago and right in the city. And um, and then, you know, got my passion for music there and then went out to Boston to really dig into the craft and, and uh, put together my first band. And then uh, that was at the very end of college. I, I met a guy who I thought was a killer guitar player and I asked him what he was doing for graduation or after graduation. He said he was getting a van minivan from his parents and he was going to drive around the country just checking stuff out and i said you should learn how to play bass and be my band and then we can go on tour around the country (laughs) so he did (laughs) and i booked a tour that summer for the fall for the following fall and uh we went on this three-week tour and landed in chicago and and then uh we were posted up there for a good year year and a half and uh, we did a couple more tours that I booked and and then that lineup sort of dissipated and and we all went to do our own things and then uh I was free to move wherever I wanted and I always thought I'd go to New York but uh we faced a really intense winter that year before my move so and my best friend is in Los Angeles so did a little recon and found out that I could really enjoy LA <laughs> So <laughs> moved out here. And uh, so it was a weather decision. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was a huge factor. But I also, you know, I looked at the music that was coming out of both places, and and uh, I found that I resonated more with the California vibe as well. And and um, I was just, I, I've never regretted it for a second. I mean, I've had the time of my life out here and there's so many opportunities to make great music and work with great people and cool stages to jump on. So, uh, yeah, it's, LA's been good to me. I love it out here. Awesome. Yes. I'm originally from New York and New Jersey. People are probably saying, Oh, that's where the accent is from. Hey, you know, (laughs) I thought I flattened it out after being in Colorado for five and a half years. But anyway, people ask me, so do you do you miss New York and New Jersey? And I'm like, not in the wintertime, no. <laughs> we don't right. generally have yeah. very much snow down here in Raleigh. So, uh, yeah, it, it really makes a difference. And then you get used to it. So yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, right, cool. I don't Jordan, know if I was I wondering. Survive back there. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know if I, I could survive any... another winter back there. Oh, well, you probably came through one of those that had just tons and tons of snow, and I, I don't blame you there. It's nice to look oh, yeah. at when it's coming down, but not if you have to shovel it. <laughs> right. Or drive yeah. in it, one or the other, right? Or drive it well, in when you've got, a... like, the band van. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have to tour through the, you know, through the winter time yeah. and experience that again, but uh, it's just the gray, you know, it just. It's so gray. You don't see the sun. So the first line <laughs> like of the chorus of my single is step out into the sun. I guess it's probably important to me. So, Or maybe I was just missing there we go. to write a song. Exactly. So, Dory, you just yeah. mentioned that you, you just kind of hopped in the car or the van and you decided to put together this tour. Do you have any tips that you can share for people who are thinking about uh, DIYing it, for example, and doing their own booking or their or a tour. you have anything you'd like to share? A couple of do's and don'ts, maybe? Sure. Um, 
Well, I, I found this awesome website. It's called IndieOnTheMove.com, and uh, they've got mm-hmm. a lot of Booker in contacts for all over the country. And um, then it's just about reaching out to those people and letting them know how many people you think you could bring in. And uh, we were that first tour was really it wasn't necessarily about. Uh, sort of a career move. It was like we just all graduated college and we wanted to explore the country and what better way to do it than play in music, you know? So we just sort of had this incredible journey, you know, this, we called it the hero's journey tour. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) good one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I'm not in terms of making a tour that's, uh, great for your career and, and the perfect thing to to uh, launch your career. I'm not sure that I have all the logistics together, but one thing it really did is formed our super strong bond as a band, and we had so much fun together, and we got so close so quickly, and we got real tight too. You know, playing that many shows right in a row is really a spectacular way to uh, to fine-tune your sound. So um, yeah, yeah. I'd say you know just if you if you can swing it and you've got guys who are down to hop in the van and do it, go ahead and do it. It is gonna be the most fun you ever had in your life, and it'll be really good for the way you you play. You know, it really tightens you up and makes you a solid unit. Good tip. Yeah, I've seen that happen too because you have to get along when you're on the road and you're with each other for that long. So, uh, oh, yeah. it's it's a good experience. And also, you know, even when things don't go well, that's a good way to, to learn and, and grow it as well. Absolutely. So cool. You, you did mention away, something you know? really <laughs> important. Yeah. You did mention something important that I don't know if the listeners caught or not, so I'm going to repeat it. One of the things that uh, Jordan just mentioned is the venues asked him, how many people do you think you can bring out? So just so you know, when you're booking yourself, whether it's locally or for a tour, again, I I book mostly locally. Now I'm just doing festivals and special events. But back in the day, I used to do a lot of uh, clubs and different dates for different bands. And that's what the venue owners would always ask. Dory, how many people can they bring out? And then they'd ask, what do they sound like? Isn't that something? So, yeah, you've got to be able to to cover the expenses of the venue because they've got to pay their staff and they've got to make it worth their while. Now, if you're playing in a city that's, you know, far, far away and you, you don't know anybody, you better do your homework before you take that show, right? There's a couple of things you can do to make sure that you've got people in the room. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to throw anything in, Jordan, go right ahead. Yeah, well, we we just sort of uh, mapped the tour around places where we knew people. So, number one, we'd have a floor to sleep on, and number two, we would uh, we had some people who could bring their friends out and and uh, make a little bit of an impact on that venue with a bunch of people. And so, yeah, I think we also there we go. I was hoping you would say that. So let me me just take a sip of water here and see if he comes up with it, so I don't have to be the one. Throwing out all the tips, but yeah, exactly. That's exactly how uh, I I would do it and recommend to other bands 
make sure that you find people in those cities to help you out. They can help promote the show, and they can also give you a place to stay. You know, hotels get yeah. expensive. Yeah, unless For you sure. have sponsors or something like that that are footing the bill, that then maybe you don't need as much help. But even then, you still need help filling the place. Another tip yeah. would be, and I don't, I'm sure you guys have done this, is just be the opening act, if, especially if it's a bigger venue. That way you yeah. know that the headliner is going to be bringing in people, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully they're local and uh, they'll, they'll let you jump in on the bill and then you can reciprocate when they're in your neck of the woods. Right. Giving yeah. out lots of tips today, people. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> yes, indeed. For sure. <laughs> so now you've got uh, the single up on Zolliver Place, but it's you also have the video on YouTube. And anything else? You've got the full EP coming out soon? We do, yes. The uh, the video on YouTube, and it just got picked up by Vivo, so that's really exciting. It's on there now. And um, we, we've got uh, the EP being pressed to vinyl, which is very, very exciting. And nice. that will be in our hands in September and in your hands in September. And uh, it will be on all the same platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, all that in September. We're mm-hmm. super psyched on it. Can't wait to share it. We got five Yeah, songs. so just a couple of months from now, folks. Yes, indeed. In no good, time good. at all. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, folks, you can find $11 bills again. You can go to billsband.com. You can also connect on Facebook, $11 Bills Band, Twitter, mm-hmm. Bills Band Music, and then Instagram, $11 Bills Official. It's a little bit different there. As for me, you can find me on rockthenextstage.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email, dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. You can check out my book on Amazon, Find Your Divine Rhythm, a Creative Success Formula. You'll hear my Comeback story. Uh, how, yeah, I was involved in a freak accident. Didn't think I'd ever be able to drum again. And so I've, I've got my story with some tips of how you can um, succeed, whether you're an artist, musician, creative in any capacity. Also put together a six-week comprehensive video training program. I kind of did a soft launch on that recently, and that's called the Musician's Success Formula I obviously don't have the time to work with everyone, but I thought, you know, having a, a video pro- training program would open it up to the masses. So it's like Music Biz 101. So you don't have to learn the hard way in six weeks to kind of have a strong foundation. So, Jordan, is there anything mm-hmm. else you would like to add before we sign off here? Well, I think uh, I think we've just about covered all of it. I really appreciate you having me on, Dory. And I had a great time talking to you. Yeah, it's been a blast. And I'll keep my eyes and ears open for you, as I always do, for my podcast guests. If I can think of any other opportunities for you, I'll certainly let you know. Thank you very much, Dory. Looking forward to staying in touch. Great. So, folks, make sure you tune in next week, same time, 1 o'clock Eastern. Rock the next stage. We're going to have some fun with a Canadian rocker chick, Sabrina Fala. So you don't want to miss that. So I'll close out with your tune. 
Till next time, folks, keep getting out there and keep on rocking. the light. He could be the cannon.